Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delanusi, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication, the TikTok Cafe, have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. 
taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate you guys checking out the show, whether you're doing it here on the airwaves at 106.1 FM, maybe on the digital platform, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, free download for your smartphone or tablet. Maybe you're listening on the World Wide Web at NashFM 106.1 or EricAsher.com. And, of course, maybe you're checking out our podcast. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on all, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, and, of course, uh, don't forget about our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. But we got a big show for you today. Uh, it's going to be a tight show throughout. Uh, four guests for you on a Tuesday. Uh, Brett Martell, the Associated Press, will join us at 4.15, talking Saints and Pels. Sharif Ishak of WDSU, Channel 6 Sports, uh, will join us at 4.35. We'll talk college baseball, but also talk some Saints with him as well. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com gives us a weekly visit at 5.15 today. We'll talk about Eli Holstein, again, signing with Alabama, or at least verbally committing with Alabama uh, today. And, of course, uh, we'll talk uh, uh, Tiger football with him as well. And then we'll finish up with Larry Holder, the Athletic, who was supposed to be with us yesterday but could not make it. So, again, he's back with us today, and we'll talk to him about the NFL. So a lot to get into as the Saints begin their OTAs today uh, through Thursday. Uh, of course, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Matter of fact, Jeff Duncan will join us on the program this week uh, from uh, Noel.com, the Times-Picayune, and also the Advocate, but also as a, a contributor to uh, Fox 8 Sports. He'll actually be coming to the show directly from OTAs, the open session. So we'll get a chance to on Thursday to hear exactly what he saw at OTAs uh, on Thursday morning. And, of course, he'll join us at 1 o'clock on the, on the uh, broadcast on WLA-TV. Also live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page. If you miss it, you can check us out at 6 p.m. on WLA-TV on Thursday night, 10 p.m. on The Deuce. How about Friday night, 9 o'clock on, on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television and always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com and always on the WLATV YouTube page. So really a lot to get to today, boy. Uh, first of all, good news uh, for those that have been kind of watching what's going on with, with the uh, first day of OTAs. Mike Thomas is, is on airline drive. He's at Saints camp. Uh, no word, again, if he's full participation or not. Remember, he was still rehabbing from, again, the, uh, the foot injury, ankle injury that uh, has kept him sidelined for almost two years. Uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, no word on, again, Jameis Winston, who is also at camp, on, again, how much he's participating, again, coming off an ACL injury. Uh, but, again, both guys are at OTAs. And, look, I talked about it earlier in this week. I've talked about it over time. I thought that, that, that Sean Payton made a fatal mistake last year, not picking this team and, and making them go through OTAs, getting them out to camp, and especially, again, with a new quarterback, the changing regime from, again, the, the GOAT, uh, Drew Brees, and I think it lent to the, the problems that we saw throughout the season. Number one, again, the health of this season, of, of the, that team last season. Uh, hardening their body, getting ready, uh, being in the best of shape. Uh, I just don't think they were. I think there were just too many injuries on this team last year to think that, again, they did what they needed to do in the offseason to, to be able to get their bodies ready for the season. This year they're at camp. Uh, it's, 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 it is a more of a, a sense of normalcy in terms of uh, the NFL calendar, and hopefully that is, that is going to pay dividends when it comes to the opportunity uh, to be able to stay healthy, especially because, I mean, the NFL did them no favors. When you've got to go 13 straight weeks in the NFL uh, in a brutal schedule, and, and part of that is going to London and back, uh, you better have your bodies ready to go. 
Um, and hopefully, again, the football gods will smile on them a little bit, especially after uh, just a rash of injuries last year, which led to them being 9-8. and eight. Uh, You know, you take away some of those injuries, uh, they're a playoff team. You take away a few more of those injuries, maybe, again, they're competing for the NFC Championship. Uh, I thought it was that wide open toward the end. Also, um, uh, the, the fact that, again, and then I thought last year, one of the things that, that Sean Payton tried to sell us, that nobody was buying, if, again, if you truly were watching what's going on, was, again, the – uh, the quarterback, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the wide receiver room. And, and of course, working with the new quarterbacks, right? Uh, that, that room was horrible, okay? It was substandard. And this year, again, after we've been, you know, begging and pleading on this radio show and on the TV show for well over a year, give Jameis some weapons. You know, that's finally happened. So now you get your first opportunity to maybe see some of these guys on, on the field. Look, there was normally 100% participation when it came to the Saints OTAs. Um, a lot of that was Drew Brees driven. Now we'll see again how these leaders are going to go in terms of, again, getting these guys to camp, staying in New Orleans, working out, and again with a purpose. Saints left a lot of, uh, of Super Bowls, at least multiple Super Bowls, on the table with Drew Brees and Sean Payton here. It's a new regime. Uh, it's a new opportunity. It's a team that is that is now uh, is being overlooked by, by the national media, overlooked by, by, by Vegas in a lot of cases. It's up to them to be able to, again, uh, prove not just to themselves, not to this fan, just the fan base, but the NFL as a whole, that, again, that, you know, they reloaded, okay, with, with Peyton moving on and Dennis Allen taking over and, you know, Jameis Winston coming back from this injury, and he's going to be the guy we saw in the first seven games. There's a lot of things on, on, the, on the line here. You know, I think they've upgraded their, their roster as well as they could. By the way, some bad news today for those that were hoping that Darrell Williams would be able to sign with the New Orleans Saints. He has signed a contract with the Arizona Cardinals. He was working out over at GLS. Uh, we've had Gary on the show many times on, on our program, uh, and uh, that was one of the reasons why he was in New Orleans, that and visiting family. Uh, but uh, now he has signed with the, with, the, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, so he's off the market. Uh, we'll see again ultimately if they're going to go out and get a veteran running back or are they going to stay with Smith. Uh, and Ingram, and, and also Kamara, who, again, is still facing a suspension from the NFL because of the off-the-field altercation uh, during draft week up in Las Vegas. I mentioned Eli Holstein is committed to Alabama. Uh, we'll talk to Mike Scarbrook uh, extensively about that in, in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Boston Heat, they are, tri- they are tied at 2 uh, in the Eastern Conference. And, uh, uh, and, and of course, uh, we're looking at tonight the uh, – uh, at uh, 8 o'clock on TNT uh, from American Airlines Center. Game four, Golden State versus Dallas. Golden State up 3-0 and uh, ready to close out this series uh, uh, tonight. I can't, I just let me say one thing. I, I love the NBA, and you guys know that. But I've been hard-pressed to be able to get into the NBA since the Pelicans have, have gone out. And it's not because, again, uh, uh, the hangover of the Pelicans. It wasn't maybe for the first couple games. They're just fine, again, when we, we've gotten into this Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals, it's just, it has not been really just really, you know, edge-of-your-seat type games for the most part. You know, both teams have got, all, all teams have gotten, a, you know, I can say Dallas, um, I'm sorry, with the exception of Dallas, three of the other three teams have gotten big leads at certain parts of the, of, of the, um, of the games. It just hasn't been what we've seen in terms of, again, close-knit, uh, tough games down to the end. So, Hopefully that'll be different in the finals, depending on who's going to get there. All right, let's 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 head to the guest line. we got a tight show today, as mentioned. Brett Martellus of the Associated Press is standing by. Uh, he's going to be uh, followed by um, 
going to be followed by um, Sharif Ishak at WDSU. Mike Scarborough will follow him in the second hour, and Larry Holder will finish us off from the Athletic at 535. But joining us in the program now from the Associated Press is Brett Martell. Brett, how are you, bud? Hey, uh, honored to be one of the warm-up acts for Larry Holder. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd like to think, right? <laughs> uh, right, but he's a good friend and does a great job. So no, he does. Y'all, again, we, we're blessed. We got some really great reporters uh, in this town that are not afraid to ask the tough questions. You're one of them. Uh, again, one of the senior senior writers here in this city. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know we're lucky to have you guys out there again uh, uh, reporting on the Saints, Pelicans, et cetera. Brent, this is a big year for the Saints, man, when you start looking again at the departure of Drew Brees two seasons ago, uh, again, um, and then, of course, now this this year with losing um, – uh, with the second, the second season without Drew Brees and this this year losing Sean Payton. Um, talk a little bit about the offseason and your thoughts on, again, how the Saints have, have again re- kind of – I don't want to say they remade this team, but maybe reloaded a bit. Yeah, it looks to me like – I think for obvious reasons when you think about it, both Mickey Loomis – and Dennis Allen have looked very highly motivated to pull out whatever stops they possibly could to set the team up to be as competitive as possible in year one. Uh, you know, I mean, it's first of all, um, you know, Dennis is, has a career coaching record of eight and 28 with Oakland. It was a dysfunctional Oakland team, but you know, he needs, he needs this one to work, you know, or <laughs> this might be his last chance, you know, to be a head coach and it would be short-lived so um he's obviously got a sense of urgency and i just think for mickey loomis there's been kind of um uh you know this this sense in the last decade and a half that that sean payton was really the king of the hill and at the saints facility and and you know kind of ran the show and um you know and that you know mickey obviously worked with him to run the numbers and make sure he got what he wanted uh and I, and I just think that Mickey, you know, is also motivated in what might maybe the final, you know, his some of his final years. Um, you know, and he's obviously the one that picked uh, the successor, too. Um, you know, he's very, very motivated also to not go through rebuilding and to and to win and to um, and to show that, you know, it can be done <laughs> without without breathing Peyton. Right. Uh, and so, you know, they did a lot, I think to um, maintain both uh, consistency in important areas in the coaching staff, like senior areas, such as, you know, Pete Carmichael Jr., who called the offense that led the league in 2012 when Sean Payton was suspended, right? And so he'll be able to call the offense again. Um, And then, you know, obviously Dennis Allen, you know, will still be defensive coordinator for all practical purposes, right? So you kind of have some of that. Um, and if anybody can replicate a Sean Payton offense, you just think Carmichael Jr. can because he, um, you know, he's been there since 2006 working under him um, and has called very good games on his own in the past. So, you know, they've got that, and then they've got the core veterans um, that they were able to maintain most of. I mean, I think the biggest problem really is just that, you know, they obviously plan to lean heavily on Alvin Kamara in the running game and, and his, you know, just – poor decision-making in Las Vegas has kind of cast some doubt over how much they're going to be able to do that, at least in the first maybe third of the season or so. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but in the, in the meantime, I think the, the receiver room looks considerably better if, if Michael Thomas is able to come back healthy and motivated. 
and uh, you know that Jarvis Landry coming in obviously very motivated on this one-year deal. Um, you know they they kept uh, Traquan Smith, um, who's never very been as consistent as people would like, but he right. is a deep threat and um, has shown flashes of being very effective. So, you know, uh, then you're looking at. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, you mentioned Jameis Winston earlier, and there are always going to be questions when someone's coming back from injury. But the, in recent years, when I've seen quarterbacks have the injury that Winston had in the first half of the season, they come back the next season pretty good. I mean, I would say that Joe Burrow was way worse off than Jameis Winston was. And you saw the season he had last year. So I, I don't know how big of a concern that injury when he had it and with the modern surgical techniques and rehab techniques um, as long as he's been committed, which it seems like he has been to his recovery, yes. I don't know how big of an issue that really will be unless he has some kind of setback. You know, you mentioned Mickey Loomis, and, and I think we've seen him kind of put his own stamp on this um, team since Sean left. And I think the first thing you kind of look at is, again, the signing of the two LSU players, Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry, which, again, you know, whether it was real, whether it was perceived, whatever it was, they just the Saints didn't seem like, again, they took a shot on LSU players. Um the upgrading of, of, of the wide receiver room, which, again, with, with quality players. Again, going out there, you know, giving you, putting up five draft picks to be able to get a, go get Olave uh, because, again, you know you needed an, a, another player there. Uh, Mickey seems to have been, again, I can't say they haven't been aggressive in the past because they have, but, again, he's been pretty aggressive in this offseason to try to fill the holes on this team to at least give Dennis Allen and also Jameis Winston the weapons they need uh, to go to war with in September. Right, yeah, and yeah, I should have mentioned that the draft, they definitely drafted the need in the in the upper rounds. I mean, their first two picks were probably two of their biggest needs on offense, if not the whole team. Um, and so that is definitely good news for uh, you know Jameis Winston um, and his chances of success. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that right there, that that's another example of of um, of being aggressive and 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 picking players and that kind of a, you know, filling holes with the best players available, however they can. But the LSU guys, I'm just not sure if it's an LSU thing or if it's coincidental that those guys just, it just happened to work out that you had some veterans who've made money in the league and have ties to New Orleans and LSU who just happened to come available at a very interesting time for the Saints. I, I just, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not sure, sure if it has more to do with timing and and the players' local ties, as it has to do with LSU, it's it's tough to tell. It, it, I mean, it doesn't hurt box office though. I mean, yeah, jersey sales, good. people can't wait to find out what the jersey numbers of those two guys are going to be uh, getting out yeah. there. You know, I mean, so there's going to there's going to be um, uh, some 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 good things that'll come out of this, even if the guys aren't effective on the field. All right, from from monetary standpoint, for the uh, for the club. Let me do ask you this question because you've been around Dennis Allen uh, since he came in a, a, as a defensive back coach. Eventually, getting offensive um, defensive coordinator. Of course, he left for a, a short period of time to go, to go to um, Denver to become a defensive coordinator and ultimately at Oakland uh, for for his first and only coaching head coaching job until now. What? type of transition do you think this team is going to have under Dennis Allen, a guy that, again, was basically on the, on the defensive side of the ball, not the offensive side of the ball, but now is the coach of the entire team? Yeah, I think it will be virtually no transition for the defense. And um, for the offense, maybe some minor getting used to I mean, maybe some major getting used to just because Sean Payton is such a alpha personality as a coach, you know, that 
obviously that's what the offense was used to and the whole team in terms of, you know, I guess his impact on, um, you know, night before game preparations, the speeches, the, the things that, you know, he was so into props and, yeah. and um, the kind of imagery uh, things that would, he would always try to get players' minds right. You know, he would always try to really read where his, his team was at, the pulse of the team, where his players were. But, you know, sometimes that stuff backfired. But he did all kinds of crazy things that I don't think Dennis Allen's going to necessarily do, such as, like, the funeral. And uh, yeah. he had a literal bandwagon out, out of practice one time yeah. uh, with instruments in it. And he had the, the money. Remember the glass box with all the money in it? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the cheese. The cheese and the sign. There were all kinds of signs yeah. in the locker room. You know, I'm sure that Dennis probably, there may have been a few things that Sean did like that that Dennis mm-hmm. may have liked. Um, that he may keep, but I think, you know, he's going to put his own stamp on the team, but he's a seasoned pro and he's also, his dad, uh, had a football background and he, and he played, you know, in a DB for Texas A&M. So he, yep. he played at a fairly high level. I, I think that he's going to be, you know, all business and highly respected. And he's coming to a much more functional situation from top to bottom than in his first go around in Oakland, where it was the first year after Al Davis died and Mark Davis was taking over and they had a yes. first year uh, general manager. And I mean, it was just, it was a mess, you know, so yes. that's not the case here. Let's shift gears to the Pelicans uh, again uh, from one and six, from one and 12 to three and 16 to again, a play in tournament to a, a playoff berth. Um, and and now again, this team looks much more stable and stronger than it was at any time, probably in the in, in its area here in New Orleans. I mean, maybe you go back to you know Paul and um, uh, and Chandler and West. You know that that was a 2008. Uh, but other than that, this looks like to be a, to be a stable franchise once again. And you know we we still don't know what's going to happen with Zion one way or the other. He said he wants to sign the extension. We'll see if that extension is going to have some safeguards in it for the for the club. But talk about the state of the Pelicans right now. Well, I think it does probably look the best since after the 07-08 season, which was the first season back from Oklahoma City. And Paul was young and under contract, obviously, and West had just come into his own. And they had that great season with Stojakovic and Chandler and, uh, you know, and a, a good supporting cast um, where they probably should have beaten the Spurs in the second round and made it to the conference finals. Right. But, you know, things can fall apart in a hurry. Obviously, Stoyakovich couldn't get healthy after that, and they kind of lost some outside shooting. And um, Tyson Chandler had some injury issues, and obviously things, you know, um, derailed, I would say, two seasons later pretty fast. Um, so, you know, uh, you could say that that one year where they swept Portland, um, you know, coming out of that year, the team was looking really good mm-hmm. because it was yep. – the you know, the heart of the Anthony Davis years, there, were, there weren't, you know, any, there wasn't any sign of him leaving. Um, but, you know, I, I know I don't have to tell you that people still had misgivings about the GM at that time and even probably sure. the coach. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and so this is a situation now where I think that although confidence in David Griffin may have wavered a little bit in the past couple of years with the, three coaches in three years and overhauling the roster and the really bad right. start this year and the, and the, um, the, the weird relationship, I guess, or the frosty relationship at times, it seems with Zion Williamson is supposed to be the franchise player. I think confidence maybe had wavered, but he's got a lot of leverage now after how they rallied this year. I think that there's, you know, he's the one that hired Willie Green that everybody loves. 
Um, and so I think the faith in David Griffin has gone up considerably. Um, I, everybody seems to really have bought into what Willie Green brings as a coach. And I'm not just talking about the players. I think the whole city and the entire franchise is really high on him right now. Um, and the thing is, you know, he, and I think the reason they are is because it wasn't a situation where he had things go well, did well. And then, you know, like a lot of coaches, you see things go well when the team's healthy. And then the next year, the expectations are high and there's an injury and they stumble and, and, and things go off the rails. Like he came in and he came in and the, the train was off the rails, right? And he got him back on the rails and and turned him into a really inspirational force in the NBA um, mm -hmm. and especially in this community coming down the stretch. So if if you look at some of those intangibles and the way he's rallied the team and the way the roster is built with so many young promising contributors and an eighth overall pick coming up because of the Lakers fiasco, fiasco for them, not for, for New Orleans. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, I would say that you could easily make the argument that the team has never, the franchise in New Orleans has maybe never looked more promising than now, except possibly, you know, going into the um, 08, 09 season, which ultimately right. didn't pan out as people would have hoped. Um, things can always turn for the worse, and I don't think I have to tell anybody around here that. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, it does. I, I, you know, right now, I think it looks like an ascending situation. You know, Brett, I mentioned on the show several times that, that I just feel like the biggest difference between this team and, and other teams that we've had here, NBA teams, uh, and, and I'm talking about, again, going back to the Jazz, it's always been a one-man team. It's always been about trying to make sure that, again, you take care of that one star that you have. And it seems that, again, this team is, is not – is not about one – I mean, it was last year. It was about Zion. But it's right. not about that anymore. You got McCollum. Mm -hmm. You got Ingram. You got Valanchunas. Uh, yeah, you got a, a Zion Williamson. You got the three rookies who really played well last year. I mean, uh, you, you got Larry Nance, who, again, is a seasoned pro. Uh, Jackson Hayes is an up-and-coming player. I, I just think that this is more than just a one-man band as it's been in a long uh, – for, for as long as the NBA has been in New Orleans. This is truly a team now, and, and they have more weapons than maybe they've had at any time during, during the franchise here in New Orleans. Yeah, and it is kind of what David Griffin promised, if you read between the lines and everything he said. He was trying to follow a small market model for building a team, which isn't easy. It's easy for small markets just because of how the draft works. And if they draft well, it's easy for small markets to get one or two stars. It's hard necessarily for them to get a team full of high-level contributing players, you know, because they just, they're not willing to go over the salary cap and just, it's, it's complicated. So um, you have to kind of do it through really intelligent moves, future looking moves, combination of draft and maybe, you know, trading when you trade an established star, look, looking for guys that are coming out of their first contracts, you know, and then I guess culling it from there and figuring it out, you know, so they, they, they had to deal Lonzo ball. They didn't get much back for him. Right. They had to deal now, Josh Hart was a popular player, but they got they got a really good deal there. I mean, in terms yes. of the quality of player they got back. So, um, yeah, there. And then you know, I mean, I, I don't think anybody really knew how good all these rookies were going to be. I mean, even Jones. Yeah. I mean, 
No way. Willie Green loved him from the beginning of training camp mm-hmm. um, because of how how heady he was for his age and and just savvy and and um, how quickly he absorbed things. But um, you know, nobody really knew, you know, even how good he was going to be. Never mind mm-hmm. the undrafted rookies that. Um, I'm, you know that wound up contributing and sure, and uh, and then of course the yeah the first round pick I mean people he finally became what you hoped he would you know Murphy mm-hmm. Trey Murphy finally became well, what once you he hoped got his confidence yeah he was much better yeah, no doubt at yeah. the end of the season so now that he's he has demonstrated success at the at the end of the season and in the playoffs um, you know you're looking forward to this team having more reliable shooting throughout next season. Yeah, they did the whole thing without the guy who's supposed to be the franchise player, and that's the mm-hmm. fascinating subplot to the offseason, which is how much leverage does Zion have mm-hmm. um, going into what could be a contract extension situation, and how motivated are the Pelicans to yield to what Zion wants when, you know, when theoretically, right, they did so well without him. What if they mm-hmm. trade him? They have the leverage for, now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if they? Traded him for like three good, three more good players. I mean, then you right. have like a nine deep rotation of like really good guys, no, it, and that's a team it, that's it, built to go really far. It, it's so un- it's unbelievable, isn't it, Brett? Though, because again, now they're in a situation where yes, they can hold on to again maybe a once in a generation player if he's motivated to play. But if he's not, you have the ability to go out there, make a deal, and to get even stronger and deeper. It it, it it's it it is a complete one eighty to what we were seeing last year, no doubt about it. Yeah, and I just, uh, you know, I look. Uh, I thought it was very telling the day after the season the playoffs ended when Griffin was asked to respond to Zion saying that he would sign an, ex- an extension. Of course, I'm right. sure Zion meant a max extension as soon as they put it before him. But what player wouldn't? Because um, no other team can pay as much. And and frankly, when you haven't played most of your first three seasons, uh, getting the security that comes with a max deal mm-hmm. is way better than you can really even expect. You know, right. I mean, it doesn't matter what his potential is. If it's, if there's no, you know, if his potential isn't going to, if you can't reliably depend on his potential being fulfilled based on the way the first three seasons went, mm-hmm. right. You're trying to make an investment in somebody. And that's why, um, you know, and I, that's why Griffin said he, he, he made a point of saying, I'm glad Zion said what he said. We'll see what happens. Either you're all the way in or you're all the way out. <laughs> yep. And it sounds to me like he's not convinced that Zion's all the way in. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said that. And I think yeah. he knows it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a tough situation if there are, are, again, parameters inside of that contract to be able to protect the club. There's no doubt about that. Brett, we're, we're out of time. I appreciate you coming on. I'm hoping, again, to have you more on not just on this show but on, on the TV show. And yeah. uh, wishing you well as, again, we start the summer here in New Orleans. All right. Yeah, same to you, and uh, say hi to all your distinguished guests for me. They all do a great job. (laughs) See you you later. Thank you, bud. That's uh, at Brad Martell uh, uh, on on Twitter, and he's with the Associated Press. All right, we're up against the clock, guys. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Sharif Ishak at WDSU TV is going to join us on the program. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. That's right, it's hot. And, uh, yeah, uh, again, you can walk in your house at any time, and maybe your AC's not working. They'll be out there to repair it for you. But also think about preventive maintenance. And, and make it sure, again, that you keep that, that air conditioning working at a high level all throughout, again, the hot summer months. How do you do that? Let Burkhardt come in and tune that system up for you. 
That's right. They're, they're Nate certified technicians or experts when it comes to all systems, authorized to service all systems out there. And so if you're looking for a company you can trust to get air conditioning working uh, throughout again the hot summer months, it's Burkhart. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stories. Staples Print and Marketing Services help small business print big with wide format signs and banners. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer N72. Visit staples.com slash this is your sign for details. This is your sign to print big at Staples. Still working an accident on the eastbound side at the Claiborne Earhart exit. Your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway with delays stretching from Terry Parkway to the Claiborne Earhart exit. In the meantime, delays are solid if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And delays pick back up on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are steady for more leans to Canal. And delays pick back up on 10 westbound right at Clearview and then again right at the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard. If you're traveling eastbound along the 610, look out for delays steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting for the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. 
Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Okay, we've gathered you here in Yield Conference Room to announce that thanks to all your hard work, there will be bonuses this year in the form of gift cards to Grimwald's Tavern. Throughout history, people have always been underpaid. Search jobs by salary at monster.com or download the app. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. I want to thank Brett Martell, the Associated Press, for joining us. Now Sharif Ishak of WDSU Channel 6 Sports is with us. Sharif, how are you, bud? I'm great, Eric. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for being with us today, Sharif. OTAs for the Saints this week. Uh, for those that have never had an opportunity to, to be at an OTA, a mini camp or a training camp, each of them are a little bit different. And for you as a media member going out to the Saints camp, what are you looking for in the, in, in the OTAs? Well, the first and most important thing is voluntary, and I want to see how many of the new faces are going to volunteer their services for practice for the, over the next three weeks because you don't have to go. Will Jarvis be there? Will Tyron be there? How, how, will Jameis be there even just there just to be there and working off on the side? Uh, will Kamara be there? I, I, my guess that Kamara won't be there. I know Michael Thomas is reportedly supposed to be here. So, you know, I just want to see how many of the, the new guys are actually going to take part in the OTAs. You know, the rookies are going to be there because they have to get caught up to speed real quick. But that would be my number one thing is mm-hmm. getting a chance to see, you know, some of the faces that didn't get to play last year or some of the new faces if they get in there and if they actually are there, how acclimated they are, they're going to get with these OTAs. And that's a great point because in the past when Drew Brees led this team, almost 100% participation. You had a couple guys that had their own personal trainers that, again, did their own did their own thing. But for the most part, you had 100% participation uh, in, in OTAs. Last year, coming off that COVID year where, again, no one had OTAs, Sean Payton decided not to have OTAs, told guys to go work out on their own. You know, I, I've hypothesized that, again, I think that was part of the injury problems they had last year, you know, not, not getting their bodies ready for the, for the season. We don't know, again, how much those guys worked out. It didn't work out, whatever it was. But to have those guys in the facility working out, uh, again, in the weight room, and then the camaraderie that, that comes from that, um, I mean, I, it's, I think it's one of the teams, why the, one of the reasons why the Saints were so successful in the past. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that is, a, you make a great point with the Drew Brees-led team and being the 100% participation. And you, if you see those guys there, they're all in. I think regardless, they're all in. But I want to see which one of those leaders like Tyron being there, Jarvis being there, because this team, you know, going to have some new leaders on it this year, being, you know, whether it's Tyron, Jarvis, you know, Cam Jordan and Demario Davis are going to be the leaders of that team for sure. They've always been the leaders of that team since they've been there. Who are going to be the new leaders that rise up on this team? If it, You know, some of those new faces that they brought in. And it's going to be interesting. It's been, it's been quite a while, Eric, since we've had an OTA. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't remember the 2019 was the last time they had an OTA. Yeah. And that's, it just feels like a long time ago. It's just like getting yourself reacclimated to going out there in May because the last couple of Mays we've been just sitting here in the office saying, oh, man, there's no OTA this year. There's no mini camp. There's no, you know, there's nothing until the training camp. And even training camp started off 
kind of crazy in 2020 and in 2021 right. when we got back to normal. But it, it's good. This is a good thing. You know, it's a good thing to have all these new faces around because I really think you're going to see them, some of these new faces around here. I do too. And they're going to be participating. Yeah, I do too. They, they just didn't seem to be too aggressive early, but there seemed to be a plan. And they were aggressive again after the uh, uh, after uh, the, the draft in terms of free agency. Uh, but overall, your thoughts on the offseason thus far, what they've done, and if there are still weaknesses on the, his team, where are they? It's always about being patient when it comes to Mickey Loomis and the Saints. They don't like to overspend early on. They did that in prior years before, you know, in the seven and nine years, and it backfired on them, and it didn't work. And then as soon as they started to get into the 2017 through present day, they found some kind of perfect formula on how to sign free agents, not overspend and wait for the guy that's guy or guys that they need in the positions of need. And if they're still out there, you go get them because you're going to get them at a great value. They got it, you know, great value out of Jarvis Langer. That contract is amazing. What a setup for that contract. One year, $6 million and half of it has to be in sentence. And Tyron Matthew, they get on a very good deal to come back home to, to put next to Marcus May. I mean, I, I think the offseason went really well, and I think if they really need to add more players in depth, like as in running back would be one of the positions that maybe they may want to go after, but it may not be that big of a need. We don't know when Alvin Kamara, if Alvin Kamara gets suspended because it keeps getting moved. Like It was in April. Now it's in August. Who says it won't get moved again to like November or December? Who knows if he even gets suspended before the season even starts or during the season? So. Maybe running back isn't a pressing need unless something happens in August with Alvin Kamara's court date. So I, I would think maybe maybe a running back or a tight end, and, and that's pretty much where I see it, what they need to add. But through the draft and free agency so far, I like what they've done. Now, some of the national experts don't like what, they, what they've done because they have them between a 7.5 and an 8.5 over-under for wins, and I kind of disagree with it. I mean, they won nine games last season with a lot of – practice squad players playing offense yeah and i understand no sean payton but they didn't have drew Brees either last year and they did all kind of crazy things with backups without drew Brees. so i like what they've done they just got to start off the season at least four and one so yeah. we'll see what they do as they move forward in, in this offseason and it gets a tough schedule early i mean again when you the, the the biggest thing to me about the schedule is again not having that bye week to week 14 and, uh, you know, I know the Saints had a chance to do a bye week after London, and maybe, you know, again, in hindsight, they should have taken that, you know, to go to the last bye week, right, of, of the season, which, again, is ridiculous to have a team play that, that, that many games and then also having, a, having to head overseas for a game. But it is what it is. That's why, again, I think this team's got to be in the best shape it's ever been in going into this season. You've got to make sure that you've done everything to make sure your body's right so that, again, you'll be able to deal with what used to be uh, a regular season in the NFL, what, 14 straight games. You know, I think at one point in time, the injury stuff is going to come back around in a good way for them. Maybe they have that, that season where they finally don't have a stretch of bad injuries. Maybe it's just, you know, little small things that they can play through. Eventually, it all, like I say, it comes back around. Things eventually work out for you when it comes to the injuries. They spent a lot of time getting beat up by the injuries of COVID over the last couple of years. And I think they're due for a season where they don't have to deal with that, especially on the injury side. But I think being at OTAs and having the mandatory minicamp, that actually helps. I think that helps acclimate your body and get it in football shape and get it in football speed and get them going for the regular season. Not having him, I think in just trying to get to training camp and then you start 
maybe having those injuries early in the season because you didn't have the OTAs in the in the mini camps to to grind it out. And I, I honestly, Eric, I might be too much of an optimism here, but I, I optimistic person. I just maybe think that they're not going to be dealing with as many injuries this year, considering they redid that entire staff as well and brought in yeah. a new staff to make sure they they deal with those injuries really well. So. I'm more on the optimistic side of things being better for them when it comes to uh, not having that many injuries. I think this is a great first step, going back to, again, what you traditionally do, uh, having OTAs, having the guys in, in, in the facility for three or four weeks, then having the mini camp, giving them that little break before they go into training camp, and then having a tough training camp. Look, it's not like, again, when Peyton showed up his first year where, again, they went through a militarized training camp, much like they did for Jim Moore. By the way, happy birthday to Jim Moore today, way back when, when Moore took over. When anytime a head coach comes in, he tries to set his own, uh, his own I guess, theme, his own system uh, of discipline, the way he's going to do things. You got a guy that again has been there for a while in in in, in um, Dennis Allen. I don't think he has to come in and, and, and try to set a tone uh, for this team. I think they, they already know pretty much what what, what they're they've done. That's why they're trying to keep a little bit of continuity. Uh, that's been the off season theme. But I'm with you. I think if they if they're going to work out in the off season as a team as we've seen in the past, I think that's going to that that is going to deter some injuries that may affect them, especially with this tough first 13 game stretch without without a bye. Yeah, I agree. No, I think we're far past, you know, the 06, 07, 08 years and even the yep. three straight seven and nine seasons just because of what they built and how they built it and from the top to the bottom when it comes to executives and even the players now, the leaders they have in this locker room. Now you're starting to look at Marshawn Lattimore as a, as a leader for this team, and it's crazy to think that he is playing in his 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 20th, his sixth season. So, yes, he is a leader for this team. Alvin Kamara is a leader for this team. They still have Mark Ingram. you got to remember that. He's a leader for this team. So they're set up in a, in a good place with uh, guys they already had on the roster, but they're bringing two more guys, local guys, to with, provide even more leadership on and off the field with Tyron and Jarvis. So I think they're set there, and I think they respect Dennis Allen just as much as they respect Sean Payton. Players mm-hmm. love D.A. I mean, they, they were – advocating for him to be the head coach. All of them are advocating for him to be the head coach. So that just says a lot about the path they're ready to be on. And I think they're going to be much better than a lot of people will give them credit for right now. No season isn't played on paper and, and the off season and mini camp and OTAs, but I think they're going to be much better than a lot of people think. And you, you, you've got to think they're going to be much better than nine and eight with all these new pieces and the health. Southeastern takes on McNeese uh, in the uh, Southland Conference Championship. Your thoughts on on, on the possibility of, of Southeastern being able to um, advance to an NCAA tournament? Well, let me tell you, Eric, Blake Dean's a good friend of mine, and he said Southeastern's good, man. And I think they they caught the wrath of it in that game Saturday night, losing 25-4. to They can hit. Southeastern's got some boppers in that lineup. Preston Faulkner can hit the ball. They have... Rhett Rosevere, who can hit. They got guys all up and down that lineup. Shea Thomas, he can hit. They're going to be in a good spot here going to McNeese to play this best of three series. They're the ones that knocked out Southeastern last year in the Southland Conference Tournament Championship game. And I think they have revenge on their mind, and they should. You don't want to go against a team that's hitting the ball that, as well mm-hmm. as you know, Southeastern is hitting right now. And uh, McNeese could be in some trouble. And I understand yep. McNeese is a well-rounded ball club. That it's the number one seed, and they're going to be at home. But and when you go against a team that's, you know, getting hot at the right time in baseball, we've seen that seem to work out for teams quite a bit, even when they're making a run to Omaha and, and to a championship. 
I'm not saying Southeastern's going to do all that, but I'm just saying right. in terms of the way they're closing out the season, they started 8-18 eight and 18 mm-hmm. in 0 and 4 in conference play, and they finished 28-28. and 28. So they finished out 20-10. and 10. So they're in a good spot. I, I just like what Matt Reiser's doing. Matt Reiser's a yep. very good coach, and maybe should get some a, a nod for this Tulane job as well, the, the job he's done there in Hammond. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Blake Dean. I have people telling me all the time I agree with him. Uh, again, he's put uh, UNO in such a great spot in, since he's been there. And, and you always know they're going to be very, very competitive with him at the helm. Uh, no no chance he'll be looking at another job coming soon, huh? I mean, you know, he's young. He's still young. I think. Oh, yeah, no. You know, That's I, what I'm asking. I mean, he's got a. Uh, he's done a good job since he's really taken over for Coach Maestri. He, I mean, really has done a great job i mean this team is, is bought in i mean they you know blake's known for hitting when he was at lsu and they've done mm-hmm. really well they were in top three in quite a few categories in the southland this year and he's going to get a lot of those guys back next year i'm not sure maybe if it would be the, the the greatest of things for him to leave whenever you're getting back pretty much everyone except for pierce howard and maybe he does maybe he gets a phone call from a conference usa team or a sunbelt team and they might inquire about him but gotta, there's got to be an opening I mean, right. he deserves to get like at least a few phone calls or an interview here and there he, just for the job he's done at UNO in the long way agree. front. He's built that ballpark up. It looks nice. Everything he's done has taken this program, you know, back into the Maestri glory days, and and it's and it's great for UNO. It's mm-hmm. he, you know, I think he stays next year. They're going to have a chance to win the Southland Conference. No joke. I, I really do yep. with the pitchers and the hitters he has coming back. He really has done a great job in resurrecting that program, no doubt about it. Sharif, thanks for your time today, as always. Certainly appreciate it. Tell the folks about what you guys got coming up for us on Channel 6 Sports and how folks can follow you on social media. Segway, perfect for Southeastern. We're going to talk to Matt Reiser. We talked to him earlier today. Fletcher went up there to Hammond, and he discussed that the players continuing to stay you know, bought in while they had that struggle to start the season. Um, Tulane, their day in the American Athletic Conference Tournament didn't go all that great. And Jim Mora. We're going to go through some of his favorite rants to celebrate his 87th birthday. Wow. And uh, go, always good to have, have when Jim Moore comes to town, hang out with you guys. It's always a good time. Sharif, thanks for your time today. Have a great weekend, my friend, and we'll talk soon. All right, Eric. Have a good day, man. You do the same. Sharif Ishak, again, uh, Channel 6 Sports. Hey, don't forget about Dave Mead Insurance. If, again, you're looking for an insurance uh, agent that's got your back, I'm telling you, Dave Mead Insurance has got your back every step of the way. Uh, it's time for an insurance checkup as we are, again, approaching hurricane season. So, again, why don't you give Dave Mead a call at 505-504-556-0809 or check out his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-C.com. Uh, set up an appointment with him at his uh, office on Veterans next to Shogun and let him sit down and go through your insurance policy to make sure, again, that you are properly insured for the upcoming hurricane season. And then when it comes to, again, uh, getting you the best insurance, over 50, they search over 50 companies as an independent insurance agent to get you the best price for your insurance needs. It doesn't matter where you live, East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and even the River Parishes, Dave Miet can handle your insurance as the one-stop shop specialist when you're looking for insurance. Call, click, or come in uh, for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-S-I-N-S-A-G-C.com. You want to save, call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. Dave Miet Insurance. We'll be right back.
Hi, Eric Ash with Celebrity Chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeAtInsAgency.com. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Cheers to 30 years. The New Orleans Wine and Food Experience is celebrating 30 years for a good cause. Join us June 7th through 12th for wine dinners at Vanola, our high-end wine tasting event at the Four Seasons Hotel, and at our grand tastings with wines from around the world and food from New Orleans' finest chefs. Let loose at our burlesque show or our drag show or both. Tickets are available now at nowfee.com. Must be 21 to attend. 
forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC not working? Again, looking for a new system? Think Burkhardt. Burkhardt is authorized to service all brands, but authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. For a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. ACpromise.com, ACpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. More the company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. That's ACpromise.com, ACpromise.com. Thanks to Brett Martell and Sharif Ishak. Joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, Mike Scarborough, Larry Holder are our guests. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers.
back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock on a very, very sad day in our country. Those of you who are 5 o'clock are just getting in the vehicle, maybe you haven't had a chance to look at your phone yet. Uh, one teacher, 14 students, um, grades 2 through 4, uh, were killed today by a lone gunman uh, in Uvalde, Texas, just outside of San Antonio, uh, Robb Elementary School. Uh, the gunman went in, 18 years old, who was also deceased, uh, with a rifle and a handgun, uh, allegedly, and um, started shooting inside the uh, school. And uh, we know now that, again, at least 14 children um, were deceased and, and at least one teacher, grades through two, two, grades two through four, so second grade to fourth grade. Just absolutely... Um, Horrible, horrible thing, once again, in our country with, again, um, another school shooting. Just I pray for the parents, obviously the children, the community, and our country. Just horrible, absolutely horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I know we got it bad here. We do, okay? We really do. I mean, like, you know, I talked about it yesterday. You know, I mean, that shooting is, is, is designated as five people or more that are shot by the FBI. Over the weekend, we had four, we had three or four instances where we had four more people that were shot. Uh, I think the tally by the end of Monday was like 15 people shot in the city of New Orleans. Okay, that didn't mention again multiple people that were stabbed. Uh, we had a we had a real issue with violence in this country. New Orleans is front and center on again what we're dealing with right now. Um, but nobody expects, especially as the school year is winding down. And, I mean, we can remember all our times when we were in school, toward the end of school, last week of school. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's enjoyable. You know, the teachers are, are, are you know, everything is really kind of loose and laid back. And especially when you're talking about that age, sec- second grade to fourth grade. No parents should have to drop off their child and then, again, to be able to hear through through media or otherwise that, again, that they're not going to be picking up that child that, that, that afternoon. Because, again, some insane person decided, again, to take a gun and go into, a, uh, go into an elementary school and, and shoot 14 children and a teacher. Just don't know where we are as a country anymore. The lack of respect for life. Across the board. Across the board. And um, just really frustrating. Really kind of puts everything we do here in perspective. You know, one of the reasons why I, I move more to sports is because mentally and physically, just could not handle what's going on in the city of New Orleans, you know, the demise of our city with all the violence and the lack of, of, of true leadership in our city to move us forward. And I'm seeing my city die right before our very eyes. And then, of course, we deal with this day in, day out here in the city of New Orleans with the violence that we're dealing with. But, as I said, no parent, grandparent, thinks that they're dropping off their child to, a, again, a safe space, which is a school, in the morning, only to find out by that afternoon that your child is gone. Because, again, some deranged individual went in and started shooting in, a, in, a, in an elementary school, second to fourth grade. My God, how innocent is that? So, again, just outside of San Antonio, 14 children killed, one teacher. The, uh, the alleged perpetrator also demi- uh, died. More, no, uh, no word on again on, on how his demise happened, but we pray for each and every one of them. 
It's very, very frustrating, no doubt about it. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about the the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Jeff Duncan joins me on the program. Looking forward to having Jeff on the show. Jeff will join us directly from coming from Saints Camp, OTA's open session for the media. So we'll get a chance to have Jeff uh, give us his uh, his view on what he saw uh, at OTA's. I want to thank Brett Martell and Sharif Ishak for joining us in the first hour of the, of the program. And um, looking forward. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kind of thrown off by this. This is just, just so horrible. Um, Mike Scarborough of TigerMate.com is going to join us on the program. Uh, and we'll talk some Tigers with him. Um, Eli Holstein, uh, the four-star quarterback out of Louisiana, who, again, uh, LSU was looking at. Uh, they were courting him. There's no doubt about it. They would like to have gotten him in the fold. Um, his dad was a former LSU player. Uh, I think his brother is out of Louisiana Tech now. Uh, but uh, he has chosen to um, um, commit verbally uh, to the University of Alabama. Now, what that means for Arch Manning at this point is probably um, that Arch Manning is not going to Alabama. And Alabama knows that. And Alabama knows it's between Texas and Georgia now uh, for, for Arch Manning. It's going to be interesting to hear uh, Mike Scarborough talk about who he thinks are the be- is the best quarterback in this particular class. Uh, and it's not Arch Manning. I can tell you that right now in my conversation with, with Mike. He'll tell us who he believes it is. And LSU still has a line in on, on that individual as well. Larry Holder will join us at 535 this afternoon. We'll talk NFL with him. Uh, but, again, breaking news out of Texas, 14 children killed between the grades of two, uh, second and fourth. Uh, the gunman also killed and one teacher. Please, let's pray for our country. Let's pray for those uh, families as well. All right. Let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program is Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Mike, how are you? Is Mike ready? You there? Yep, I got you now, Mike. How are you, bud? Uh- I'm good. I'm good. And, that, and that's just awful news. And, and, and it, it really is. It just makes you queasy to hear that. I, I got tears um, in my eyes, dude. I mean, my children are grown. I don't have grandchildren yet. But again, the first thing I thought of when, when, when this came through was, you know, dropping off my, my, my kids to school in the morning, picking them up in the afternoon again, you know, from daycare, et cetera. And, and you know, I, I never once thought or not expected they would not have been there. And how many of these children, again, were dropped off this morning by these parents? And, and now, again, you know, what they're going to have to deal with from this point going forward in their lives with the loss of these children. That's a lifetime of misery. It's just horrible. Horrible. Just horrible. Just horrible. No other way around. It's just horrible. Just so horrible. It really is. Mike, let's talk about better things uh, uh, in this segment. And uh, Eli Holstein has uh, committed to the University of Alabama. You and I were talking before the show. Uh, that, that that probably means, again, that, that Arch Manning has already pretty much told Nick Saban he's not coming to Alabama. It's out of Texas and, and Georgia now. But I was interested in our conversation that we had this afternoon. You don't think that, and everybody talks about Eli Holstein, everybody talks about Arch Manning. You think there's a better quarterback in Louisiana than those two, don't you? Well, I, I don't think he's better than those two. I, I do think Eli Holstein is the better quarterback in the state of Louisiana. But I don't think Ricky Collins at Woodlawn is getting – and, and and I and I do think I think Eli, uh, look, the one thing that you you always caution against when you start talking about Arch Manning, and of course uh, there isn't anybody out there who hasn't said, you know, if his if his name was Arch LeBlanc, you wouldn't be talking about him the same way. Uh, I, I get it, um, and then you uh, and then you, you can always make the mistake of saying, well, Newman doesn't play anybody. Well, guess what? Neither did his uncles. Um, 
you know, right. so that, that that doesn't fly either. Right. There's uh, a pedigree. He is there. a man. And he he does have the genetics. Um, I, I I do question whether he can make a lot of the the the, the high velocity throws into the flat. That that you know, uh, one thing he does do though is throw a great deep ball. Um, he's got a lot of touch on it, and and he's also, of course, he's he's very intelligent, and and so we'll see. But I think overall. Eli Holstein is the best quarterback in the state, but I don't think there's, but you know, a lot of people just only want to talk about those two. There's three good mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the state of Louisiana. Ricky Collins at Woodlawn is one to watch, watch out for. In fact, I got word today that Ohio state uh, is, is coming sniffing around and then mm-hmm. an offer could be coming from Ohio state and Ryan day for Ricky Collins. Now Collins has been committed to Purdue for quite some time. Um, but I know Joe Sloan's been out there, and and so the dominoes start to fall. Holstein, Alabama. Um, you've got uh, Dante Moore up in Detroit, who I think is probably the number one quarterback on LSU's board. They're battling Notre Dame and Michigan for him. Um, you got the Rashid kid and a couple others that are probably on LSU's board. But the dominoes are going to start to fall because most of your elite quarterbacks typically like to make a decision before their senior year. So everything's going to start falling in line by the end of June. So um, there's going to be some cool schools that have their, their pie-in-the-sky guy that they want, and when they don't get them, they're going in on that next tier. Mm-hmm. And I think that next tier is Ricky Collins at Woodlawn, and I think a lot of schools are looking at him. Um it- is he a drop back plant pass all purpose? What what type of of, of quarterback? Yeah, he's is a he? runner thrower. Um, I know some people might fault him for his mechanics, but the one thing I know about Ricky is that since the ninth grade at at five A Woodlawn, he's been the best athlete in every sport at that school. He's mm-hmm. a baseball player, he's a basketball player, uh, and he's a football player. He's been a starting quarterback since the ninth grade at a five A school. So, That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, talking to some quarterback gurus uh, in, in, the, in recent months, they say anything that you want to talk about as far as his wind-up and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they talk about putting the ball on his hip at, the, at you know, a certain point and all that stuff, that a lot of that can be corrected. Um, but he is a whale of an athlete and a gamer, and he's a, he's a confidence kid. And so we'll see. I, I, I think he's one to watch. Either way, whether it's LSU or not for him, uh, I have a hard time believing that, that Purdue is going to be able to hold on to, to Ricky Collins. I'm with you. Um, last week we found out no limit on, sign, on signing class. This is something you've been talking about for a while, especially with the transfer portal. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on, again, no limit on the signing classes, but they're still going to have an 85-person um, um, scholarship limit for, for football? Yeah, um, I, I think I like it. You know, but then there's so many things with all of these changes. What are the unintended consequences? You know, what might those be in two or three years? Um, you know, the first thing I think about is um, do you have a bunch of coaches, you know, not renewing scholarships and processing kids every year? You know, uh, what what are the details for that new rule? Um you know, do, do, are, are, uh, 
or you have a bunch of coaches uh, running off kids and not renew them to make room for to have more, even more 85. Right. Um, as far as the SEC goes, the meeting is uh, their next meeting is in June in Destin. Last week, we got a little preview of what may be happening, the possibility of doing away with divisions, going to, non-con- to nine conference games, having three or four permanent opponents, or, again, maybe a four-team pod uh, that may be for- forming rotating divisions, possibly four divisions. What do you think the future is in terms of football, how this makeup's going to look when they go to 16 teams in Texas and Oklahoma uh, become part of the SEC? Well, I, I'm assuming after they set up the ring and they let Jimbo and Saban uh, uh, get it out uh, of the system, <laughs> um, a Bob Aaron production, um, right? Uh, that, that's going to be so funny. Uh, I'm I'm assuming the media credentialing or uh, do they even credential that? It's just media just go and and do what they can in the lobby, right? I. I I, I'm imagining the media descending on on those meetings is going to be triple what they've ever been. I'm sure. Um, but um, yeah, th- th- there's so many things that they've got to work out, and um, I don't know how fruitful those meetings are going to be. Um, I'm certainly there's going to be a big portion of finger pointing, but uh, Greg Sankey's going to have his handful. Yeah. Well, back back to my original question: What do you think the future is going to be uh, of the SEC? Well, uh, you've done what you're going to do away the divisions. It's my understanding that uh, Sankey wasn't happy that they didn't go to a 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to Brian Lazar yesterday, and, and he he was saying that uh, you know that there was even talk of the SEC doing their own 18 playoff mm-hmm. uh, or 14 playoff uh, at the end of the of, of a season. Uh, that that was an idea out there, and and and. You know, some of this stuff you think it's crazy, but then when you think about it, once the SEC expands, you know, the who's who of college football is absolutely right there in the SEC except for three schools. Mm-hmm. Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. And if, right. you don't, if you don't want to include Notre Dame and throw in USC or Michigan, I mean, but in reality, it, there isn't much left. So if you if you want to do a, a four team SEC playoff on your own, and then maybe have something at the end where you play somebody, I, I don't know. But th- th- there, there's so much that that Greg Sankey can do now to flex and exert exert himself to really put the pressure on all the other conferences because because the SEC and is is absolutely the gatekeeper. Right. Mike, what do you say to LSU fans that are kind of fearful of this, that think Alabama's going to get a little bit of an edge here uh, in any type of scheduling? Um, I guess it depends if they're going to do eight or nine teams, right? I guess yeah. if they stay at eight, maybe you, you, you still have some of that fear. But if they go to nine, I think it works out perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Um I, I, you know, Sankey though has said that um, that uh, the way it has been, that there's that uh, there's a lot of the matchups that rarely get played need to be played a lot more. So, mm-hmm. 
I think now's the time that everything the the, the apple cart's been tumped over. Um, I, I think everybody is absolutely. This is the time where you go ahead and you take all those things away. Alabama having to play Tennessee, LSU, Florida, uh, Auburn, Georgia, whatever it is. If you go to the pod system, you're going to see all those teams on a consistent basis anyways. Right. All those games don't need to happen every year. There's no reason for them to. If you play them once every two years or three years is, is enough. Mike, nobody's closer to recruiting in this state than you are. We heard the argument between uh, Saban and, and also um, uh, Jimbo Fisher. First of all, you and I have talked about it. Fisher should just be out there, you know, pounding his chest saying we did it better than everybody else when it comes to NIL. Um, some of the comments that were made by Nick Saban, uh, again, and then, and then, of course, the comments back from, from uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, implying that, uh, you know, Saban buys his players, et cetera. Uh, for years, people have been saying about what is it, the barbershop up in Tickfall? Uh, that again, that that uh, and of course, uh, him coming in and raiding North Louisiana. Um, when you hear those two coaches going back and forth, uh, what, what was what was your, your first take from that? And then of course, how that has affected LSU and yeah, of course yeah. the state I, of Louisiana. I, I, I would love, I would love to know what Devonta Smith got monthly to return for his senior year at Alabama. If anybody believes it was zero, your head's in the sand. Amen. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. So, and look, and they, but they both played a semantics game mm-hmm. last week. The way Saban worded it and the way Jimbo retorted. You know, for them to suggest that, that none of their signing class has received any financial uh, NIL money or incentive to sign with A&M is laughable. Um, and they're on their way to competing for the number one class again. Right for the class of 2023. So if you asked earlier, should LSU be you know, worried about Alabama and this, I, I think a lot of LSU fans are now worried more about Texas A&M, uh, although I, I do think Jimbo is the, uh, uh, is, is the wet blanket on it all because I just mm-hmm. – I, I think his offense is, is not much further than, than what Les Miles did. So – um, as long as he's the one calling the plays and they're running his offense, I, I, um, I, I'm not buying A&M. What do you think the future of NIL is going to be? And then, especially again with two top coaches kind of arguing over it. I know that again that they, they um, you know, the NCAA was trying to punt to Congress to get them to regulate it. Doesn't look like they're going to do it. States regulated to a point. Where, where are we going with this? I I don't think you can rein in or cap anything that each individual players can get. I think, I think the only thing that you can really do is, is maybe rein in NCA wise or SEC wise or, but if you do anything SEC wise, that puts you at a disadvantage to the PAC 12 or, or the big 10, whatever you, you're, you're, it's not going to work. So to me, it, it, it needs to be where there's, there's, just like the transfer portal, where there's certain times of year where the the NI deals, NIL deals have to be submitted or in place, um, you know. But even then, you, you're setting yourself up for lawsuits. You know how can you how can you tell a, a wide receiver that 
that uh, that uh, car dealership that all of a sudden in week three uh, wants to give him a new vehicle uh, if if he cuts the ribbon on the new uh, uh, location uh, right. on, on Sunday or, or whatever on his day off that uh, that that deal can't get done until January. That that's capitalism. Yeah, I think the I think the days of amateurism are long gone now. I think I think the, the bottle's been the top's been taken off that bottle, and you can't get the genie back in it anymore. But I do I do I, 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 think, I am interested to see that I, I, there, there will be some parameters put on this eventually to try to even the playing field. Um, that, that's that's my yeah, question. Yeah, you know, but are, are we are going to be sitting here at some where uh, a a a Heisman Trophy candidate? Quarter level quarterback in in a particular league, SEC, uh, Pac twelve, wherever, that his his NIL deals makes him more makes him as much money or more than a third or half of of of, of NFL guys. That's I mean, crazy. Is it possible? To, is it possible that we get to that point? No, I think it's possible. But I think it's crazy too. Yeah, I mean, you know, what would Joe Burrow be worth for the 2019 oh, come season? come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's... Right? You know, and, and then again, what if you're in a state where you don't have the deep pockets? I mean, at that point. I mean, then, then that kid's moving on to another another program in a lot of cases. I mean, yeah, you've got but, kids but, out but, there. Now, you know this, Mike. They're, they're looking at the highest bidder. They're no longer worried about, you know, playing from, you know, running through the goalpost at LSU or playing again in Brian Denny. They're looking at the end of the day, how much can you give me to, to, for, for my for my three years at your at your at your school, let, 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 let's say hypothetically, 2019 Joe Burrow was a sophomore, and he was coming back for 2020. It wouldn't just be the local businesses that would want a piece of Joe Burrow, and and if NIL's in place, right? What about the national corporations that would want to, to a piece of Joe Burrow? What would he have been worth in 2020? As as a, uh, a returning junior after that 2019 season, oh, he'd break the bank. He'd break the oh, bank. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd break the bank. It, it, no it, it wouldn't just be it wouldn't just be uh, you know Joey's Oyster Bar on Florida Boulevard. No, no. It'd be Coca Cola. It'd be Budweiser. It'd be it'd be a big corporation. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. You know, insurance companies, whatever. No doubt. Mike, we're out of time. Tell the folks about your fantastic site that, that again, you've just expanded it so, so well, and it's doing so well as, uh, you know, again, on YouTube, everything you got going. Break it down for us and how folks can subscribe. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. Got multiple recruiting updates, including five-star quarterback DJ Lagway, 2024 kid from Willis, Texas, who was on campus this weekend, the running back from Texas. Uh, I talked to uh, Wallace Foster from Warren Easton, Earlier today, one of the absolute best cornerbacks in the country for the class of 24. So go to TigerBay.com, subscribe. we got all those updates for you. And we're going live on our YouTube show tonight at 8 o'clock, uh, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. Uh, go there on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and notification bell, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be live from 8 to 9 uh, talking LSU sports. Beautiful. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Mike, always a pleasure. We'll check in with you next week. Have a great weekend, bud. All right, Eric. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. You got it. Mike Scarborough, TigerBeat.com. You don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire Hickory Airline in Metairie. I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You want to save? 
You want to save when it comes to tires? How about the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none? Uh, and then you're talking about wheels and tires of the 30 inches financing available. How about keeping that vehicle on the road? And, of course, a lot of folks are heading out of town over the weekend. Man, once you get that, that, that vehicle checked and uh, make sure everything's uh, working well before you get on the road, uh, my friend the Southern Tire can do that for you. Like, like uh, Rudy, Rudy Dixon, my producer, says, uh, they'll take care of you today while the other guys want you to leave your car for a day or a couple days. It's happened to Rudy. Rudy recently, again, needed some work done, brought it over to the Southern Tire. The, the, the other guys are saying leave it for a couple days. Rudy can't do that. I mean, that's his vehicle. Needs to get back and forth to work, et cetera. Uh, went to Southern Tire in the morning. They had it out by, by the afternoon. That's Southern Tire, taking care of their customers. Latest diagnostic equipment you get, and well, again, uh, that you, you get the dealerships, you get a Southern Tire. AFC certified technicians, same as the dealerships at Southern Tire. But you got the Piazza family standing behind their work. Own, op, owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972 at Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers, including, again, the largest selective tires in the metropolitan area and a diagnostic page that may be able, again, troubleshoot what's going on with your vehicle. That's Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. We'll be right back. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Finding a great hire can be a challenge. That's why there's Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 toward your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 westbound at Veterans. And your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Veterans. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side from Veterans to the 10610 merge. Also, look out for delays steady if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound, Along the Crescent City Connection, backups are steady from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for accidents Gentilly Boulevard at Foy and also Monroe at Airline Drive. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Feed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Celebrate the start of your day the local way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. We've got a brand new look with the same great premium taste. Try our chocolate beignet blend with flavors of rich chocolate and classic New Orleans beignets. Pick up some today at your local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee, a true taste of New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, then why wouldn't you be living in South Louisiana? We can't keep the power on, right? At Burkhart, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator power up your home or your business when the electricity goes out. Uh, they'll get you ready for a single-day install on the calendar. That's right. They are, they are Burkhart now has uh, generators in their warehouse in Mandeville waiting to install in your home or your business. Remember, financing is available for generators. You can pay low monthly notes over time and have that generator at your house ready for when the power goes out to keep you, you uh, energized. Also, uh, financing available generators with, as, as well as that new install quality check after one month. Burkhardt comes out, make sure, again, you know how to operate the system, make you sure you're comfortable. They do that with everything they install for you. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then 24-7, 365 emergency service when it comes to generators for your home or your business. That's right. When, when the storm dies down and it's safe enough for their, their technicians to get out, they'll be out getting you up and running. You, wanna, you want uh, generator sales and service at its finest? It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com acpromise.com. All right, thanks to Mike Scarborough for joining us. Larry Holder of The Athletic is our guest now. Larry, how are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you today? Doing great, Larry. Thanks for the time, as always. Certainly appreciate it. Larry, first off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the NFL, and you're covering the NFL now for, for The Athletic, and, of course, you're, you're always gracious to talk Saints with us on a Monday. Um, but when you look at the Saints and, and what Vegas is saying about the Saints now with eight and a, eight and a half games in, in terms of their win total, it seems that a lot of the national media is down on the Saints or, again, not even paying attention. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think that's low, and, and I think that they're a playoff team, and I think they're a double-digit win team. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think eight and a half when you kind of just look at it uh, and what maybe the uh, the scope of – the betting public and even just public outside of New Orleans, that's probably the expectation given, uh, you know, they still have some uncertainty at quarterback. You know, uh, they won nine and eight last year, so eight and a half. Uh, 
is probably where they are. Uh, and people are thinking that. Like, but I'm with you in that if, if I'm putting money down, I'm putting them down on the over uh, for me. I mean, I think nine wins is minimum for me. And I, I, would, I would think that they would be able to get double-digit wins. And, you know, I, I think that uh, look at the schedule. I, I think maybe that might have something to do with it because after – Really, after the first five games, I'd say the Saints have really have about an eight-game stretch where you either have some toss-up games or games you're probably not going to be favored in. And so I think that might go into uh, some of that number in terms of the odds. But, but I think that the Saints, when you look at the NFC, uh, you know, I, can't, I can only name uh, I'd, maybe four teams who I think – I would say going into the season, all right, they're better than the Saints. And you could even be a little shaky on maybe someone like Dallas or uh, I think Green Bay is a little shakier than maybe uh, people might anticipate given their lack of weapons uh, now that Aaron Rodgers has to play with. Uh, you know, it, it, so I, I could see the Saints uh, really – they might not win the division just because I think Tampa might be able to – better match up with some of their opponents, not necessarily the Saints, but others. But, right. you know, I could see the Saints finishing with a top four record, even in the NFC, but maybe just being a wild card team and might not necessarily beat Tampa in terms of the division. But I think the Saints, uh, I think people, uh, they're not paying attention to what they have defensively. And I, I think uh, now maybe attitudes might change once they start seeing the uh, Kind of a three-headed monster. Jameis Winston can have mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. That's certainly right. a lot, a lot, a lot better trio than what we were talking about Ooh. at the end of last year, or even the, even the beginning of last season. Yeah, no doubt. And then the other thing is, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd at times. I'll go look at rosters, see again how they're, they're kind of shaping up, and it's kind of hard to to know about what a team's going to be like until you get them in the training camp and then you start to really kind of see the, you know, what kind of injuries they're going to have uh, and during that time as well that could, that could change the scope of what we're looking at. But I look at this Tampa team, and I don't think it's mirror images of what did the offseason for the most part. I mean, you look at a defensive coordinator that, that was elevated to a, to a head coaching position. Uh, you look, uh, again, they were able to hold on to their offensive coordinator for the most part in Byron Leftwich. Uh, you've got a turnover for them in terms of the offensive line where they, they, were, they were suspect at, uh, uh, to begin with. They lost a few players on their offensive line. We know that Tom Brady's a year older. Uh, you know, he gets any type of pressure up the middle, around his legs. He's not the same type of quarterback. Uh, and then they've lost a couple players on defense as well. You know, when, when, you know, I, I don't think that those two teams are that far away from each other, to be honest with you. I think the biggest difference is obviously Tom Brady, uh, you know, as, as you know, the, maybe the greatest player of all time in the history of the NFL. Eric, I think you make good points, uh, in, especially when you mention the offensive line and you know how much. I mean, you nerd out. I really nerd out. I'm actually a – uh, usually ask me, oh, Larry, what you got coming up? I could just preface it right now because I'm doing major dives into pass rush and pass protection, and I'm going working on that uh, across every, every team in the league uh, for the next few weeks. And you mentioned Tampa, and uh, they, they still have a good pass pressure, pass rush mm-hmm. defensively, yes. but offensive line-wise, they lost. They're two guards, 
starting guards. Yep. Allie Marpet, who is a Pro Bowl-type player, mm-hmm. all-pro when he's playing really well, um, he just retired and on, kind of unexpectedly. I mean, he's still young, but he, you know, it's um, he's a player who's stepping away and saying, all right, I played long enough, and uh, I'm going to do that before you know my, my, something happens to my health. And then Alex Kappa, uh, he's signed by Cincinnati, who, guess what? Their offensive line is much better than it was Yes, uh, going into this season than it was uh, certainly to end last season. And so uh, you, you have some uncertainty at guard. Uh, and so you mentioned pass protection up the middle. I mean, Ryan Jensen's still there, their center. But still, when you look at uh, the Saints in the way that when they're right, they're able to create pressure. They certainly mm-hmm. created pressure against Tampa. You're, you're wondering if other teams can do that. Uh, the way the, the Saints can uh, when they play them. So that is definitely vulnerability. Uh, Chris Godwin's coming off of ACL. I mean, how healthy yep. is he going to be to start right off the bat? Uh, they did add Russell Gage. I think that's a good little uh, like kind of hidden weapon that not a lot of people will notice uh, across the league. But, uh, you know, former LSU guy, and I think he's a good player and will fit in there. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans is there, uh, you know, and Leonard Fournette's going to be the guy. But, but still, it's uh, – uh, maybe you got some question marks, and it, it, they're starting to. Uh, I'm seeing reports how Brady and Gronk are starting to work out together. So just assume Gronk's going to come back. Uh, and then, right. like you said, they also lost a couple pieces uh, defensively in the secondary. Mm-hmm. They lost some of that, and so uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think people are like, looking at it. Sue like has not resigned with them. What's that? Sue has not resigned with them. Right, Sue is not, and he's he's just kind of looking for a, a home. He doesn't have one. Yeah. Right. Um, so maybe he comes back later on, but yeah, and and he took a ton of pass rush snaps last year yes, for he Tampa, did. Uh, and so it's something that uh, you know they're they're kind of having to rebuild and revamp a little bit, and uh, so yeah, Eric, I, I think you're right in in your notion that Tampa's closer to the Saints than maybe a lot of people outside of the, these markets think, but people outside of these markets also see Tom Brady is. Mm-hmm. better than Jameis Winston, and uh, that's probably where their, their mind's yeah. going with that. And then Atlanta and Carolina are dealing with new quarterbacks. And, and, and really, again, both of them are still in rebuilding mode. So when you look at the division, it really is between, between Tampa and New Orleans. And, I, again, as I mentioned, I don't think that there's that much of a difference between Tampa and New Orleans right now. It, it'll be interesting, interesting to see, again, how this plays out. I think the biggest deterrent for, for the Saints is, again, this 14, oh, no, sorry, 13 straight weeks of play. Uh, without a bot. I think that, that it can end up hurting them uh, unless, again, they really get lucky with injuries because that is, man, that is a marathon, okay, for an NFL team to go that long without a bot. Right. And, look, I think the Saints, they probably waited, said, all right, uh, do we want a buy way too early or you want to buy later on? And I think that's what they did because, I mean, they could have requested a buy if they wanted to after uh, – the London game, but they're not doing that. And I, I mean, I understand that because that's only after week four. So uh, yeah, that is something that they're going to have to battle attrition. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And after well, all the injuries and, and uh, you know, kind of chaos we saw last year, I'm sure Saints fans are going in with a little guarded with injuries just because we've seen all this happen. And so, uh, you know, it, it's something that uh, the Saints are going to have to be aware of. I think there's no reason that there's nothing. No reason. There's no question why they went out and got Andy Dalton to make sure mm-hmm. that they have a viable backup to play in case something happens to Jameis Winston. And all the parties know who the starter is, and uh, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton is going to play his role. And I think he'll be, you know, a good influence with Jameis as well. 
So, you know, I think the Saints are at least protecting themselves in that situation. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, but yeah, I think that it, it, and it really starts, uh, you know, after that Seattle game, you know, you start seeing Cincinnati, you basically right. see the AFC North throughout that whole mm-hmm. span. And then you're, you know, playing Tampa and the Rams and Arizona. And oh, it's brutal, a, man. <laughs> it's a tough, 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 tough stretch uh, yep. of that, those eight games. So the Saints, I feel like they got to get off to a hot start and, you know, you'd love it if they went four and one in that stretch. And then, you know, if the Saints get to that bye week and they're, what, eight and five, I mean, you're probably feeling pretty good uh, if you're still, you know, if the Saints are still in it at that point. And I, look, I think that's viable. I think that's, that's, that's an expectation that's not too far fetched. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you're going out to camp or not, because again, you really are focused on the NFL. But just for, for the audience out there, for a guy that's been doing it as long as you have, when you go to OTAs, what are you looking for? Okay, what are the things that you're looking, uh, you know, uh, for, from year to year when it comes to, again, uh, you know, maybe uh, trying, to, trying to measure up a team uh, when it comes to OTAs? Yeah, and, and it's because OTAs in many camps not padded. So my, my, right. I pay less attention maybe to what happens pass rush wise, offensive line wise. It's hard to get a sense of like how a linebacker or a running back, you know, how they're doing and run, you know, run drills and, and things of that nature. So a lot of it is I mean, obviously really you'd want to keep an eye on, on the quarterback because it's Jameis Winston. You want to see if he's healthy and how much he's actually doing. You probably want to keep an eye on how quickly Andy Dalton hits things because you want him to catch on pretty quickly and have a good camp. It's not like he's fighting for the starting job, but you want him to be ready, ready, just in Got to be ready. Yeah. yeah, and then you're looking at skill position players. I mean, you, you pay more attention probably to corners, uh, safeties, wideouts, that tight ends, that sort of thing, uh, just because you're not doing a lot of the hitting. And so, uh, you know, I've seen the reporting that Michael Thomas is in the building. Good sign, that's, obviously. That's How much thing. is he going to participate? Mm-hmm. Uh, remains to be seen, uh, but you certainly want to. You're, and here's the thing: I mean, now more than ever, I mean, the intrigue is. Oh my gosh, let's watch all these wide receivers. I mean, Michael Thomas is basically. You got to see if he still has it. Jarvis Landry, you want him to get up to speed as quickly as he can and be ready to go. Chris Olave. I mean, all of these. And where's the other receivers who were ma- mm-hmm. a big part of your offense last year? Right. Where do they even fit in anymore? Uh, because- well, and, then, and then how much workout can they get with, with Jameis Winston during this time, which is probably very, very little, if any, because he's coming off of injury. You right. Know, you need to get that timing down as well. Right. You're not going to throw him into an OTA unnecessarily. No way. He's not ready, no way. T- totally ready to go. And so, uh, you know, it's uh, – uh, you know, and then another. You know, where does Taysom Hill fit in? How much? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're hiding him now. Now no. he needs to get regular work all over the map because that's the role he's going to be playing. Uh, and and so, uh, you know, in, in that sense, and then you want to look at corner play. I mean, you want to see uh, uh, where these pieces fit in. And Tyron Matthew. I mean, people are going to be wanting to take a look at him, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, and, and if, is Marcus May ready to go? Or are you going to slow down with him as he's coming right. off injury? So, uh, really, you know, OTA's minicamp for me, and like you said, I'm probably not going to be out there as much as I used to just because my role's changed. Uh, right. But still, I'm looking at skill positions. In, 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 when they're practicing in helmets, shirts, shorts, I'm looking for skill positions, quarterbacks. My 
And then my focus when you get to camp and you throw pads on, that's what I'm really watching over my yeah. play pass rush the uh, physicality. You know, in terms of what I'm, yeah, what I'd be watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I got about two minutes left. Maybe a team for the NFL and a team for the AFC that you think may be risers this year. Uh, can I say the Saints? Does that count? <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, because I think they can rise up and, and make a playoff spot. Uh, I think that is certainly fair. Uh, I think, you know, I think a team that's sneaky and, and, and uh, people sleep on them just because they're kind of in the middle of the pack. But I think Minnesota might be able to make a mm-hmm. kind of a, a bump back up and, and make a run at a wild card spot. Um, you know, and then in the AFC, I think everyone's circling Denver uh, just because they got Russell yes. Wilson. Right. Uh, but that, but that team, look, that division is certainly something that's going to be tough, uh, you know. And, and you, you got to be able to <laughs> uh, kind of play with in the in the arms race there. But, but yeah, look, I'll go NFC. I'll say Saints, Vikings, AFC. I would look for the Broncos, and I would pro- I would look for the Ravens to kind of get back into the hunt playoff wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were banged up last year all over the map, including a quarterback. Uh, I think they kind of. They, they, they jump back up into the thick of things as well. Always a pleasure to have you on the program, my friend. Thanks so much for your time today. I hope you have a fantastic weekend with the family. Once again, tell us about The Athletic, how folks can subscribe, how they can find you on social media, and then, of course, once again, what you got coming up for us. Absolutely. Theathletic.com uh, slash New Orleans, theathletic.com slash NFL. We got it all covered, local, national, you name it. Uh, you know, We've got it and at Larry Holder on Twitter. And, yeah, like I, like I alluded to a little while ago, I'm doing a big project kind of looking at uh, pass rush and pass protection from last year, who's gotten better going into this year, who's regressed, all, lots of move, movement across that board. So that's going to be coming out kind of uh, uh, sporadically throughout uh, the next uh, few weeks. Uh, I'm just starting on that because I just uh, – finished a product project last mm-hmm. week so just getting started on that so theathletic.com slash nfl for for all of my uh writing now nowadays at larry holder on twitter as always larry thanks so much for the time bud you got it e. talk to you next week my friend you got it larry holder the athletic hey sign a service agreement with burkhardt to give you the peace of mind of knowing that burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your air conditioning heating system here's some of the benefits for you they'll contact you to let you know when to schedule your fall winter or spring summer inspections for your ac and heating system you get priority scheduling that's right if you're you need emergency service you move to the front of line for service you get a 10 percent discount on demand or emergency service and because burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your ac and heating system it's going to prolong that equipment life and it's going to operate safely Contact Burkhart today at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and ask about, again, the opportunity to get to sign a service agreement with Burkhart. That's Burkhart, air, air conditioning and heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppoly. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. 
Come on, man. 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free. Intersection of I-10 and Causeway. Also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service, independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dear Dad, this year we're making Father's Day extra special with the Untucket shirts that you love. Untucket has the styles that'll make your summer great, from wrinkle-free shirts to performance polos and more. They're designed to be worn untucked, so you can always feel sharp even at your most casual. Father's Day is June 19th. If you still need a gift, check out the new summer styles at Untucket.com or one of 80-plus Untucket stores. Use code DAD for 20% off your first purchase. Untucket shirts, designed to be worn untucked. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) Looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino, inviting you to join us here at the Slipper every Thursday night for our very popular Rumble on the Gulf. Now, the beach bar under the hotel will be open starting at 4 p.m. We'll have great barbecue available and live music starting at 6. So come on out and party with us while you enjoy seeing all those classic cars, Jeeps, and motorcycles that roll in every Thursday. We're on the beach here in Hancock County, Silver Slipper Casino. Proud to be your host on the coast. Pass a good time at the Silver Slipper. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Weekdays, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM. Don't forget our podcasts up about 20 minutes after the program ends on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Anchor's our home base, but we're everywhere. And I want to thank Brett Martell, the Associated Press, Sharif Ishak of WDSU, uh, Channel 6 Sports. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com and Larry Holder of The Athletic for joining us on today's program. Also want to thank Larry. I uh, want to thank um, uh, Rudy back at studio, producing our program as he always does. Jude Young's coming up next. I wouldn't move. Got a great show coming up. All access with him for a full hour. 
And, of course, as always, we thank our sponsors for supporting our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor our program. Click on the icon. Take you right to the website. Everything you need to know about those sponsors are right there. And I thank you, you the listener, for your continued support of those sponsors. We appreciate that very much. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Eric Ash. You'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock uh, for another edition of Inside New Orleans. Until then, from the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Know that right. I want y'all to already know now. We the people on the bio. Anytime, anywhere.